0: Hi, John.
1: <clears throat>
0: Hi, Merlin. How's it
2: going? Really good. That new Skype sound really bugging me, though. Oh, you got the new Skype. Um, doom, 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 doom. Mm. And then it's got this mm. weird, like, there's a break in the loop. Like,
0: uh. you, you would think that the loop would be, you know, like basic technology. Yeah. That seems like basic computer maths.
2: Yeah, you got a loop just li- let it loop. Don't you don't have to I don't even know what it is. Yeah.
0: Um I don't know why, but I somehow still have old Skype. Oh, lucky guy. 7.59 and I like mm. it. Well, I don't, oh, like, I it. I don't like it. I like <laughs> I hate it. I hate them all, but each one's worse, so it's better than what it's the future will eventually give me. I don't know how you did that. I don't know how you kept 7.9. Cuz it does I, it kind of automatically,
2: right? Yeah, they forced me into 8.12.0.2. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Too many. Too many. And now, up in the corner of my computer, it says, Upgrade to Mac OS High Sierra. Oh, no, don't do that. And
0: I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Where did you come from? I don't like you. Go away. Okay, so you get the thing in the upper right. It says, Upgrade to what Mac are you, OS do you High the, Sierra. What's your options? What are you, tell me what your options
2: are. Well, it says, Enjoy the latest technologies. And well, what, are the,
0: what are the two buttons, though?
2: Oh, uh, details mm-hmm. and uh, oh, should I just
0: click details? Memory serves. Okay, it's memory. Serves, it's details and install. <laughs> oh, install right. Those Unlike almost every other notification on the Mac, you so normally when you get one of those, you probably know this. You can grab it, grab like the left side of it, and scooch it off to the right side of your screen, and it goes away. Yeah, without having to click on it. That's one of the very very rare uh, notifications that you to, for it to go away. You have to interact with it. Well, so I clicked details, yeah. and it and it went away. <laughs> it
2: didn't huh. it didn't offer me any
0: details. Uh, it usually takes you to a page where it's like, hey, there's stuff and it things, didn't do it this time. Just benefits, features, and so benefits.
2: so uh, so I clicked a bunch of I, you know, I went onto the interwebs mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I said, why should? And then it autofilled to. I upgrade to high
0: sierra. Ooh. That could be the algorithm. Why? Yeah. Let's see what I get. Why should Let's see. Why should? Why,
1: why should, should college I, be
0: free? Oh. Why should we keep the electoral college? Why should we hire you? Why should I worry? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to the rest of yours?
2: Uh, let's see. All right. Da 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 da. da. Why should, wait a minute here, why should, oh no, I just pushed return, why should. Why should. (laughs) Yeah, why should we hire you is the first one. Hmm. Uh, What sets you apart from other candidates? No, no, no. Why should we hire you feet? Why should we hire you estimated net worth? (laughs) Why should we hire you over other candidates? Why Uh should we hire you answer for fresher? Mm Hmm. Uh, why should I get an Apple Watch? Uh, why should college athletes be paid? Ooh. Uh, why should abortion be legal? Why should abortion be illegal? Huh, huh, huh. That, that's what I get. I didn't get anything about college being free.
0: Yeah. It's weird. <sighs> That's weird, especially because it used to be that you could, like, there was a time when, you, when Google first came around and fairly quickly overtook all the other ones, and everyone went, wow, this is really relevant, where you could, like, send somebody, you could say to somebody, well, I'm the number one return on Google, or I'm on the first page of Google, or here, of course, this is the correct answer, mm-hmm. because it's on the first page of Google, and everybody's got it in the same position. I think that's the way it was for a long time, and people still do that today. Where they're like, oh my God, check out, check out my suggestions for blah, 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 blah. Like, how do I find hentai porn? What is hentai porn? Are, is there more hentai porn? They're like, oh my God, look at all this hentai porn stuff. It's like, dude. <laughs> 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 uh, how how bring no. in a new petard? <laughs> you know, knows you too well. Hentai.
2: Why should I worry? What happens if you click on that? I
0: don't know. I'll find out. Why should I worry? Why should I worry? Oh oh, oh 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 oh! it might be because one time I Googled for the lyrics to A Hard Day's Night. No, that's, that's Why Billie on Earth Should I Moan? Song.
2: Why on Earth Should I Moan? It's a Billy Joel song from the movie Oliver and Company, which appears to be a uh, an animated film.
0: Oh, and there's a dog with a necklace of hot dogs. Is that a is that a movie that I missed? Why? Oliver and Company? I don't think I know that one. Why should I, I worry? Wish I worry is a song featured in Disney's Oliver and Company. It's sung by Dodger. The song is a wonderfully upbeat way to introduce the streetwise dog from New York City. Um, yeah, let's have a little bit of POV there. <laughs> I'm on the Disney Wiki. Disney mm. Disney Wiki. It's a comedy
2: a comedy drama film. Mm. An Amer- but also an animated. Oh, oh, okay, Just let me say the whole thing. Yeah, 1988 American animated musical comedy drama film. <sighs> 1988 was the, t- oh, here it is. It's an, it's a, the film is inspired. It, it, it features dogs with hot dog necklaces, but mm-hmm. it was inspired by Oliver Twist.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Do you think they have a Jew Fagin?
2: Uh, I'm wondering. Who,
0: who I'm looking wondering know, without have... looking, without Googling, who should be the voice of dog Jew Fagin? <laughs> oh, god, it's gotta be. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried.
2: Who, no, who's the guy from Torch Song Trilogy?
0: Oh, Harvey
2: har Harvey Firestein.
0: Um, uh, hang on. I'm not really quite awake yet. I'm kind of awake.
2: I'm in the same boat. Uh, you know what? You know
0: what happened to me this morning? No, what
2: happened? Well, other than, other than reading about the train crash that happened in my, in my neighborhood. Was I the one who told you about it? You were the one that told me. Oh, yeah. shit dog. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. I had been awake for 11 D seconds. hmm and you were like, "Shit, man, that train crash. Am I right?"
0: Yeah, so I think I said uh, that uh, something like that Amtrak crash was sure fucked up.
2: I was like, "Oh, great, There we go.
0: <laughs> Let's see what
2: this is all about." And I learned a lot, huh. uh, but also then I called, um, I called an, uh, an auto detailer because you know I had a little bit of a truck fire last week.
0: I'm writing that down.
2: And, okay, and I. <clears throat> and I called this auto detailer because I, um, I, like, <laughs> I was like, hey, you guys, you guy answers, you know, I'm like, hey, I've got a little bit of a thing. Um, your your truck detailing or your, your car detailing pl- uh, place comes highly recommended by a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, would you deal with a truck that had, A, caught on fire and then <clears throat> B, the fire had been put out with a... With, like, kind of the worst kind of chemical fire extinguisher. Hmm.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: sound like one of those surveys you get. How would you describe your enthusiasm to clean up mm, a little bit of a truck fire? Uh-huh. Would you say you're somewhat enthusiastic? <laughs> Very enthusiastic? Guy, super fucking pumped? You know, bless his, bless his little heart. <laughs> he says, <laughs> That's the kind of thing where, like, yeah. Okay, all right, what do you say? So I guess said, the Way you set it up, you kind of already <laughs> given him his answer. Oh uh, yeah, I was like, "What are you gonna? You know, like, yeah.
2: you're you are a detailer, right? Am I right? Yeah, That's right, right there in your. It's right there in your thing." Um, and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, you know, we should probably do a test, test on it to see see how well our those are paint se- damage." Uh, no, not that kind of truck fire.
0: The okay. other kind of. The other kind of again, there's, a, there's a lot of kinds of truck fire. Oh, it's fire. like that William James thing, the varieties of a uh, uh, bit of a truck uh, fire. That's right.
2: And uh it's under, so under that, the hood type situation? No, that's the thing. It did not. It was a well it's what we call it in the business a dash fire.
0: A dash fire? It was yes. in the interior.
2: It was an interior fire, not the kind of fire necessarily that you want. Wow. But there's really, you know, no truck fire that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing where you're like, oh, I hope I get a truck fire today.
0: I don't know. If you've got a personality like mine, you're pretty excited to know a fire is starting. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, finally. Mm-hmm. Finally, I'm here and I prevented it. Hey, you know what I did today? I prevented a fire. The fire I'm always worried is going to happen. Could you please unplug? Please unplug the hot glue gun uh, when you're done. It's very important.
2: No one's in the house, right? You're just you're just shouting this (laughs) to the cat. Um, In in this case, the the truck caught on fire as I was driving, and unfortunately, on the freeway, which is a bad place. But I was able to get the truck off the freeway, and I was, you know, at this point, I was going. As my dad would say, Hucklety Buck. I was going, Hucklety Buck.
0: And there was a
1: guy. Is that the that
2: kind, of kind
0: of thing of... where you go, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God? <laughs> yeah, pretty okay. much. I was, like, I was like,
2: we're fine, we're fine. Mm-hmm, Everything's mm-hmm. cool. We're going to, this is no problem. <laughs> but then there was a guy that was on the ramp ahead of me that was going a little bit too slowly. And that then I was doing that thing where I was talking to him, like, let's go, buddy, let's go, let's go. Truck's on fire. Keep moving. Keep moving and get out of the way. And I got around him, and I got to a gas station slash convenience store where I often go for uh, breakfast chicken strips. Breakfast. Breakfast chicken strips. And Mm. I pull up out front, and I run in, and there's a woman stocking some juice. And I said, do you have a fire extinguisher? And she said, yes, right this way. And then proceeded to walk pretty darn casually to the front of the store or to the other end of the store. And I was like, come on, 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 Just, you could just tell me where it is. You could just tell me where it is. And, but she walked me up there and she pointed at this thing that was mounted on the wall. And I grabbed it like I was about to go put out a fire, which I was. And ran all the way, like sprinted through the store, like. And it was, it was really kind of war movie. Like, I pulled the pin mm-hmm. and threw the pin across the floor. And he jumped in slow motion. Whoa. Yeah, just like <laughs> come out and the and I. So there's my truck with the door open and the, you know, the smoke just pouring out of the dashboard. Oh shit! Coming coming out of all the heater vents, coming out of everything. But no, like I don't see like it's a, it has not yet gone like and
0: so just I'm, I'm so i don't i want you to do your story here but just so you're driving along and s- was there an open flame that you could see or was there smoke coming out well what happened i'm driving along i'm like what's that smell
2: uh-huh it smells like
0: smells like hot plastic mm.
2: but there's no plastic in my truck hmm. like there's hardly any plastic at all but it's not a thing where it's like oh the thing is hot it's like plastic. I never smell any plastic in here. Well, obviously, there's plastic in the truck, but like hot plastic. hot plastic. So I'm looking around and I'm like, did did uh, did the baby lean something up against something? Is there a vent blocked or something? Hmm. And then uh, the hot plastic smell gets stronger, and so I turn on the heater or I turn on the ve- the uh, the fan and roll the window down to blow the huh. uh, the hot plastic smell out of whatever it is. And in turning on the fan. Then, all of a sudden, I get like burning plastic smell and God. and then <clears throat> just smoke starts pouring out of the the vents. I would be so uh, hucklede buck at that point, really moving at this point that is that is uh like contraindicated and moving 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 huckle debuckin and then i and then as I'm moving – and so then I shut down the fan, right, because no thank you. Whatever that whatever that did, that's not what I wanted. But then too late, buddy. Like whatever the thing – however it is that you set your, your truck on fire, it's not going out just by turning the fan off. Right. So when I came out with this fire extinguisher, I didn't read the fire extinguisher. Huh. I was like, is this one of these modern fire extinguishers or is this one of these ones that is like awful? <clears throat> <laughs> and I and I hit 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 it and it was like, oh, no, this is one of those awful, 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 awful ones because the fire extinguisher went into the truck and, you know, the like cloud and then it immediately like immediately went to every single corner of the truck and came out and felt like I had been hit with tear gas. Oh my God. And, so, and so I popped the hood, because I don't know where the fire's coming from. I sure. popped the hood, but it's not, under the, it's not under the hood. It's not in the motor. So I go back around the other side, and, I, and there's still smoke pouring out, and I kind of hit it, hit it again from the passenger side, the dash. And uh, as, as happens in things like this, there's kind of suddenly a guy... Standing there who's just like hands in pockets guy who's saying, well, it looks like, looks like there's a little bit over there. You should, you know, like Mm -hmm. check this one out over here. And he's kind of spotting for me, I guess. Mm -hmm. And also kind of running a commentary like. Boy, man, I, I'm a classic car guy myself, so I've been in your situation before, and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, I used to have a Volkswagen. That had a, It had a motor uh, up in the front that was like a vent motor, and it caught on fire one time, but huh, burned it to the ground. And I'm like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. And mm-hmm. he's just kind of following me around, like telling me all about all the cars he's had that have caught on fire. Hmm. You know, and I'm in the middle of putting out this fire. Like, yeah. This isn't a conversation we're having. After the have a little focus
0: to the situation
2: well, but it was it actually you know, it was he was fairly helpful in that he was He was kind of pointing out like, you know what if I were you I'd put it up I'd get it up under the dash there over on the left-hand side. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Thank you. Thanks very much He's like, I think I see a little bit of smoke coming but then he's still fill he's filling in and he's and what's funny is I don't think of him now when I think back at him I don't think of him as an like an over talkative guy he was just getting all this information into a very intense hmm. little ten-minute period that we spent together. Yeah, and he made me feel—you know—he made me feel good in in that I didn't burn the truck down. But he also was the first one of <clears throat> what became many people saying, "Oh man, those <laughs> those fire extinguishers are the worst."
1: Well,
0: okay, so uh, wow, a lot of angles here. W- yeah. What was it about this fire extinguisher that was no good?
2: Well, they've improved fire extinguisher technology considerably. Um, and now they use huh. fire extinguishers that just like throw a bunch of CO2 on the fire and. Uh, oh, they
0: like uh, choke it. Yeah,
2: smother it with. Smother it, uh, yeah. With the. With the just, you got to have, like,
0: for, for a fire to happen, what? You got to have heat, you got to have fuel, and you got to have uh, oxygen. Oxygen. You got to rob it of something.
2: And so these new fire extinguishers, they're expensive, mm-hmm. which is funny because it's not like CO2 is expensive.
0: I'm on Amazon right now. But that's how they get you. Oh, my God. And I need new fire extinguishers. I need new ones.
2: I know I yeah. do. And so the CO2, when you put out the fire,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, it's, it's very benign, right? You just mm-hmm. like... Whereas these old ones, they're made with this sort of silicate kind of... Um, like tiny micro powder that's meant to go everywhere and it's meant to It's a gunter tool. Yeah, it's meant to create this like oxygen free environment by virtue of filling it with this kind of uh like yellow noxious silicate powder mm. um that is like caustic right it's like it it uh it burns paint it burns your lungs it burns your eyes it and it i i mean it is everywhere in the truck if you go back to the very very furthest back corner of the truck and lift up a piece of paper it will be under the it just you know whatever it's a it's a miracle substance Uh, but it also has done at least as much damage as the fire and if you i can't imagine doing it in your house you would have to have a hazmat team come in Mm. so whatever the cost of co2 fire extinguishers it's more than worth it and here's the bummer i had a co2 fire extinguisher that i purchased for this very reason Mm. because i'm driving a 40 year old truck Mm -hmm. and it was in the truck and i had been meaning to mount it in like that sort of cool dude way where you mount a fire extinguisher in the cabin of your cool truck
0: oh sure yeah it makes it more like a boat
2: so much more like a boat Mm -hmm. and uh and then i never got around to mounting it and then the fire extinguisher was kind of rolling around in the truck and then at some point i was cleaning out the truck to get ready to go on some trip or some mm-hmm. like haul the re, haul, my mom's new couch or haul some old refrigerator whatever. And <clears throat> the fire extinguisher got swept up in a big arm load of like, Oh, it's a sweater and a couple of coffee cups and a, and four magazines and the fire yeah, cause extinguisher. That's the thing that's
0: on your mind. The thing on your mind is I got to get the car cleaned out.
2: Got to clean out the car. Yeah. And so I, Not having mounted this fire extinguisher, I cleaned it out into a pile, and the fire extinguisher is sitting in the barn right
0: now. So it doesn't do any good there.
2: No. And as I was driving, I was like, "I got a fire extinguisher in here. It's just it should be right here. It should be." And I'm reaching where I should have mounted Uh. it. Like it's right here. It's so close. Oh fuck! It's not right there. So I learned a lot of lessons. But so I called the detailers. I was like, "Will you do this? Will you do this job? I mean, this is somewhere between car detailing and like crime scene mitigating."
0: Yeah, right. Because, because you're, let's so, so yeah, boy, you're you uh, you're good at making me wonder what's going to happen next. So you got smoke; it's stinky in your car, right? Mm -hmm. It's stinky. Plus, now you got you got fire extinguisher stuff. Right. That's the two major things you're dealing with.
2: Well. The the the, What I consider to be the major thing that I'm dealing with is that there was a fire behind the dash caused by something. And so I took it to my guy, my uh, mechanic.
0: Every, everybody's got to
2: have a mechanic. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad, my dad had a lawyer.
0: Especially if you're going to have a 40-year-old uh,
2: yeah. truck. My dad had a lawyer, a secretary, a mechanic, a doctor, a cardiologist, an accountant. Uh-huh. And he he knew all these people by names, <laughs> an insurance agent, and he would go by their offices, and he'd sit there, and mm-hmm. they'd, they'd see each other at rotary meetings. Like, I know he had they, an airplane mechanic. He did have an airplane <laughs> mechanic. You know, like he had his people. He had his the. He, there was the woman at the film stop that delivered that uh, developed his film. He knew everybody. And for me, it's just like, oh, I got some stuff. I send it off to somebody. I get an email from them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I. But I'm trying to build up. I'm trying to build up these relationships. I have two booking agents now, but I do have a mechanic, <laughs> and I took to my my mechanic. Actually, I have two mechanics, <clears throat> and mm. both of them are practitioners of the style of being a mechanic that I really appreciate. Which is that most of the time, their answer is that's eh, not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fine. It well, you know, just. I mean, you could replace the timing chain but i wouldn't you know they give that kind of advice i love that kind which is like
0: all right it's more it's like there's like you know how like in in um the world of environmental remediation you've got like a assessment and then you got remediation mm-hmm. sort of it's along the lines of having two kids and you know one slices and one chooses you, you don't <laughs> you don't enrich yourself you know what I'm saying you yes, a place I used to work, we had a little more credibility in these kinds of things because we didn't do any remediation, so we had nothing to gain by giving you a certain price tag for fixing it up. I feel like you almost need two of everything you do you know what I'm you saying do. well, and because it's a little bit my- of a prisoner's dilemma. you could do that with your cardiologist, you could do that with your uh with your uh detailer you know what mm-hmm. I
1: mean you tell mm-hmm. me what they what do you
0: what do you think about what they said well what do you think about what they said Hmm? My two
2: mechanics are they fall into two categories. One guy does not want your truck sitting around at his place
1: mm-hmm.
2: He is doing a booming business of changing people's oil and
1: um, oh
0: like a printing press only makes money when it's running right and he's you know he'll
2: throw your he'll throw your car up on a on the diagnostic thing and it'll come up with you know, the computer will give him four codes where he's like, oh, you know, looks like your main bearing is out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he'll and the thing will go and he'll like, I mean, he can take a motor apart. He's no he's not a bad mechanic, yeah. but he's just well, I mean, like, just because you can do open heart surgery doesn't mean you should.
1: Yeah. It's and a Jurassic
2: Park type situation. He's got like three guys working for him and mm-hmm. they're pulling he's stuff managing. out. Of- he's
0: managing is what he's doing. He
2: is, he is. And he walks around with a with a like a, a spelunker's light on his head. Hmm. He's ready. He he is he is ready. He is a he's Palestinian and he's a member of a kind of very strange what I would consider to oh, be yeah. He's like a he's a he's a he's Muslim, but he's a member of a kind of apocalyptic Second coming call
0: is, is this the mechanic who's given you the pitch in the past for something. Yeah. Was, is this the one? Is this the mechan- the pitching mechanic? Uh this is or the Well like mechanic- somebody who bends your ear about something you need to get with? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: This is that's the that's the one. Mm-hmm. Uh his name is Dan and he <clears throat> I mean that's not typically a Palestinian name. Mm-hmm. Um but it might be short for Daniel or I mean, I guess Dan is short for Daniel, right? It's not short for Danathan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com. So many things you can do with Squarespace. You can create a beautiful website. You can turn your cool idea into a whole new site to showcase your work. You can have a blog or publish other kinds of text content. You can have portfolios and galleries. You can even sell products and services of all kinds promote your business, announce an upcoming event or special project, all this and more with Squarespace. Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers. They have powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online. Of course, you get the ability to customize the look and feel, the settings, the products, and anything more with just a few clicks, so easy to do. And right now, everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. They even have a new way to buy domains. You can choose from over 200 extensions, crazy stuff. They have analytics that will help you grow in real time, Built-in SEO, free and secure hosting, and nothing to ever patch or upgrade. And if you ever run into trouble, not to worry—they have twenty-four by seven award-winning customer support. They are encouraging folks to just go out and make it. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Squarespace. The uh, very Roderick on the Line podcast that you are listening to right this moment is hosted on Squarespace. I've been with them with year for years, and uh, I'm just a huge fan. So please go join us. Head out to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch. Use the offer code SuperTrain. That'll get you ten percent off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. Our right, thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the line and all the great shows. Um. Danithan,
1: <laughs>
0: that's a terrible name. <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> actually, Danathan. actually, it's Danithan. <laughs>
0: Latte, latte for Dan- Danathan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Poor> <laughs>
1: there's, Danathan. A guy, there's a guy
0: I've seen on Twitter, his name's Taniel. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see it, I think, with all due respect, I'm sure the guy does good work. Every time I see that, I, think, I go, wow, that's the worst name I've ever heard. Taniel, <laughs> Taniel, <laughs> Taniel with the teeth. his name's Taniel. Oh, his first Pen- name, someone named him Taniel.
2: Oh, Taniel. What was the
0: one? Danathan?
2: Danathan. Danathan, Danathan. and Taniel. I think it might be as
0: long <laughs> Danathan and Taniel. <laughs> Sounds like a Bell Sebastian song. Oh, Danathan and Taniel. Oh, I love them so
2: much. Uh, so, yeah, Dan believes... He said to me the last time I was there, because I, he gets a look in his eye, and I always know that that's <laughs> when it's it time, <laughs> time for me to get going. But he was like, you know this whole Trump in Jerusalem thing? Uh-huh. And I was like, oh boy. Oh boy. What? Uh-huh. What? He said, "It's a great thing."
0: Interesting. And I oh, because it brings the motherfucking rockets. Yeah, and I, I said, see. "It's a." Mm-hmm. You're telling me as he's, he's, he's like the he's like the Christians with the with the with the whole Jewish thing. Uh, I get this the guy here because they want they want they want everything to they they want the they're like Charles Manson. They want things it's, to blow up.
2: It's the Some same. People just it's want exactly to watch the world burn. That's that's and I and I accused him of that. I was like, Jonathan you, you, <laughs> you are a, um, you are a Palestinian Muslim, and you're telling me that Trump making Jerusalem." The capital city of Israel yeah. is a good thing for you because why? Uh-huh. And he's like, Because it's gonna bring the and I was like, Stop right there. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's,
0: Leave gonna, it. <laughs> it's gonna bring what? what? It's gonna bring the peace at last, the, peace in our time, two state solution, <laughs> like just chill the fuck out. Like what'll it would bring?
2: riders on on white steeds what is it bringing and he mm-hmm. was like i and he starts to go you know he's like you know people are people are criticizing trump but he's actually our guy i was like all right okay all right okay and he you know and he <clears throat> he pulls his he pulls his speedlunker light up a little bit so it's not shining in my eyes and he really 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 wants to talk to me about well Jehovah. now he's got you on
0: the hook you yeah. think this, you think you're the only person you think this is the first time this guy's a salesman he's the salesman of the month he's he been is. through this so many times he knows how to overcome objections he knows mm-hmm. to use your name to get you in the habit of saying yes mm-hmm. he's he's selling you an apocalypse yep and, and now like- now you're on the hook now you're asking what color does this apocalypse come in Change the
2: clutch on that Honda Civic and leave me out of your story. And he, but I love him. You know, I love him. To sure. Um But so my other mechanic, Clint, <laughs> Clint does not care if my truck is there at his space. Okay. Um, he's he will do long form deep dives. One time, I took the. Took the truck to him and I was like, "Something's wrong. It smells like gas." He's like, "Hmm." He got in it and he was like, "It does smell like gas." And he hmm. started to troubleshoot it, and um, and he worked on it for a while. And he was like, "Well, I checked the fuel tank. I checked the, the all the fuel lines. I'm under the hood. I can't really get it to. I can't really get it to duplicate." this problem and it was kind of hot and in the summer and then he left it alone for a day or two and then he came back and he was like it really smells like gas and I was like I know and oh and one time he was like I can't there's nothing wrong with it and I got in it and drove it for a day and then I came back and was like look I can't drive this thing it's like it feels like it's about to explode there's raw gas in it he took it back. He worked on it for another couple of days, and then he, he called me and he said, "I was working on your truck, really trying to dig down on this, and I, you know, I went in the back, and there was a, there was a gas can underneath a blanket <laughs> in the back of the truck."
0: Oh, so that and might have was, been the source of the smell. Yeah,
2: and it was it was, it was, it was a hot summer day, and the gas uh-huh. was venting. It was a bad situation. Uh, Ockham's razor, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And you know, and the truck had been with him for five days, and he was like, you know, no charge. Yeah, but like, and what I, are you gonna say? Yeah. And I said, I mean, <laughs> I said uh, I'll give you fifty bucks. <laughs> so anyway, I took it. You to gotta plant. pay the dumbass surcharge. Uh, can uh, uh, Merlin? Can you hang on a second? I just have one little question I need to to answer here. Yes, darling. I'm
1: making something really special.
2: Okay, I can't wait to see it.
1: But, how do you spell Marcia?
2: M-A-R-C-I-A.
1: Okay.
2: Mar-C-I-A. Okay. Can you do that? Okay. Okay. M-A-R-M-A-R-C-I-A. Good luck. School is out. Yep, and I love so her I love we, her so much. <laughs> so we are hanging out uh-huh. um, all day, every day, and she understands what podcasting is. She understands sure. that Dad has has his work, but it's mm-hmm. very hard to leave Dad alone.
1: Oh, it's
0: very for, hard <laughs> for
2: an hour and a half.
0: Last night, uh, last night, I said, uh, I said, okay, girls, I'm gonna go in the other room. I got to get ten more minutes in on my meditation. I'm gonna go in the other room, so I'm gonna be do- meditating in there. I'm not ignoring you. I'm doing the meditation. Mm-hmm. And, like, before I could get engaged in this, my daughter came in and asked me how to spell this related thing. And I said, you know what's good? My mindfulness practice has made it so this makes me not want to kick you out the window. It's not a problem at all. It's hard. It's hard. And, you know, a house a house becomes the child. We're getting off topic. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So you have two different mechanics who both might be in the same serial S-Town style uh, series. I'm seeing these two yeah. guys. It starts out we don't know that they're involved, but then we discover there is a link between between uh, Danathan <laughs> and Daniel. On the one uh-huh. hand, we got we got the uh, the austere guy over here with the he doesn't want you hanging out here. He's got the headlamp, and then over here we got more like a guy who like sits in a lazy boy and he'll get it done whenever, right? He'll and, get it done and, whenever. And, and in between, you got a man with a truck, and his name is John. Yes, and I I sometimes I'll go hang
2: out at both of their shops depending on what my mood is. If I want to talk about a, a, apocalyptic like uh like uh evangelical muslim guy, yeah. I will go hang out with Dan. And if I want to sit around cuz cuz the thing about Clint is he's always got Dan never has an interesting car in there. It's just a steady stream of Hondas, Hondas and Toyotas. BMWs, Toyotas, you know, like uh He's just running, running them. Uh, Clint will sometimes have like a 78 Camaro that looks like it was Hmm. in somebody's backyard for 10 years. Hmm. I'm like, I'm like, what's the story with this? And he's like, oh, well, this guy, you know, I got to fix this thing up. And and it's always something going on at
0: Clint. Can I just ask roughly without too much identifying information about how old is Clint? both guys clint and dan are about my age okay interesting see on first read and this is my own prejudices check my privilege i would guess that danathan that dan was a younger man i would guess clint was an older than you man but now this, this you know there's not not that many older than us people at this point but that's in my head that's how i was imagining it clint is
2: old school he was a bass player in a punk band he uh you know he came to me through some other hot rod friends i have a, a friend named andrew who moved down to san diego who has a um, who has like an, a, a 60 Six Econo line mm. that's painted with house paint.
0: <laughs> that's a good look. In, it's a good look. I don't know what it is, but you can just tell when something's painted with house paint. Yeah, it, well, has less, it has less of a shine to it. It's red on the
2: bottom and white on the top, and he calls it the Santa van. Oh, and God. he he <sighs> he has put he has put probably conservatively thirty five thousand dollars into a five thousand dollar van. What? Like this thing? What? This thing is a piece of garbage, but he has been, he babies it because he's a motorcycle racer. So he puts his motorcycles in the back and I'm Santa sure. van, Santa van is legendary among rock and roll guitar players and hot rod motorcycle jumpers on the West coast. Cause we've all seen Santa van. Mm-hmm. We've all seen Santa van on the side of the road with smoke pouring out of it. Um, so he's like, Oh, you gotta, you know, you gotta take it to Clint.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: When I first got my first jalopy. And Clint and I, all will sit up there and we'll just talk. And, and so, oh, so anyway, so I take the truck to Clint. And I'm like, look, because I'm definitely not taking it to Dan. Uh-huh. And Clint's like, here's his answer. He, he has it for a day. And he says, well, look, I've been sitting in the truck. I turned it on. I turned the heater on high. And uh, other than blowing a ton of this noxious fire extinguisher garbage at me, it doesn't smell like smoke now.
0: So... Uh, a bunch of burned isn't insulation. A bit like, isn't that like pretty legitimately having a stroke and then going like, "Well, it went away. I must be good." That was what I said to him.
2: Yeah. He said, a, "A bunch of burned insulation and stuff fell out from underneath the dash." <laughs> but I feel like, don't
0: worry, be happy.
2: <laughs> I feel like it pretty much got it all out of there. So, uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: and
2: I said, <laughs> I said,
1: uh, all
2: right. I said, "Don't you want to? Uh, don't you want to like take the dash down and look and see what happened back there?" And he's like. I mean, you know, not really. And I was like, mm, all right. Kind of well. seems
0: right up Clint's alley, though.
2: Yeah, but I but mean, he also—he
0: sounds like a curious man.
2: He is curious, but he also feels like he's, you know, he's the one that—he's kind of the if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if it is broke, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe don't fix it. Mm-hmm.
0: Again, so, so It's the risk assessment. It's a way of saying like, the, like me famously with the the timing belt that I didn't fix in time. jerry had been telling us for a long time. He says, "Look, you got a timing belt issue coming. You don't have to fix it today, but it's 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 not going to last a year, and it probably won't last six months. And when it breaks, as my wife has reminded me many times in the years since, when it breaks, it's going to be very very costly. And I was like, mm, sounds like we're good. Yeah right. See now, if I yeah. had a second mechanic at a you know a third location, if I'd had a Taniel or a Danathan who could go in and say, you know, buddy, like seriously, I'm I'm down with Jerry. Two thumbs up. Replace the timing belt.
2: Yeah right. Or you know, the question is always like, is when this breaks, is it going to be at a time that is convenient to you, mm-hmm. or is this going to break at an inconvenient time? How many times when you're in your car? Are you just idly driving and thinking,
1: Gosh, if well, someone's no, going to break,
2: I hope it's today. <laughs> yeah, I don't need anything. I don't hey. need to be anywhere right now. Uh, or is it going to be a thing where you're like five minutes late to a thing already?
1: Yeah, and it's kind
0: of one of those um, biases. Like when people say, like, uh, and I know this has been quoted widely, but they used to say all the time, Hey, you know, be extra careful... Most accidents happen within five miles of your house. And on the face of that, you go like, whoa, that's shit. That's crazy. It seems like accidents would be happening on the highway. And you're like, well, no. Like, where do you spend 90% of your time? Within five miles of your house, probably. Right? Right. Similar situation.
2: Yeah. and And in my case, I mean, everywhere in Seattle is my... Is my backyard, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no place here where I'm like, oh, geez, oh no, I broke down over here because I'm I'm sure I have a mechanic within five blocks of there, hmm. who's who's like some rock and He's roll. Like, friend. You've
0: got quite an ad hoc
2: staff going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Clinton, Dan, right? Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all I need is two. What I need is two executive secretaries. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, one of them just to process my my uh, my federal pension from when I apparently joined the navy twice. Uh-huh. That's a different story. That's a whole different story. Okay. Uh, apparently, my dad, he joined the Navy ROTC when he joined the University of Washington.
0: Oh, as, so he's on the books twice.
2: He joined as David Morgan
0: Roderick. Similar to why I get double jury duty. Hmm. I was accidentally registered at two addresses. There it is. So you're two Merlin Manns. That's why I was getting always with the jury duty. So when my dad joined the Navy Navy. So he didn't know the first time that, that would quali- that would qualify as this... Putting that differently, when he actually did enlist in the navy, he had no way of knowing. Oh, he was already already in the navy. I see. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So then he joined the navy as David Roderick or something like that, uh, David M. Roderick, and they have and he has two numbers. So in the so in the eighties, when my dad's secretary who 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 went above and beyond to care for this man Mm -hmm. said. Do you have – what's your retirement plan? My right. dad was like, what do you mean? I'll live forever. And she said, well, why don't I figure out what your, what your plan is? And she put, all, put together all this government service that he'd done and submitted it to the federal government to say, you know, he actually qualifies for a federal pension. And the government came back and said, well, he was only in the Navy from 42 to 46 and my dad's like, what are you talking about? I joined the Navy in 39 or whatever. Oh, man. And, yes. And he had all this stuff where he was like, look, you know, they gave me this commemorative cup. And <laughs> Did
0: he the- talk about the, shooting the zero out of the sky?
2: <laughs> he, I don't think he told. I don't think that, he would. I mean, that
0: should qualify you just like on the, with a fact like that under your belt. They should just hand it to you. Uh,
2: I don't think he would. Uh, I don't think he would like lay that on somebody from the Veterans Administration. Yeah. But he definitely, he definitely had like, look, there's a picture of me at the, you know. (laughs) And so she went back and did all this incredible research that he never would have done and discovered this thing. Like, oh, you know, you enlisted at this point. And so now she's trying to deal with this enormous bureaucracy, trying to like get them to go back to some Indiana Jones, uh, like filing warehouse. Uh Uh-huh. To find the two different files and mate them and call them one thing. Right, right. If you you can, know, this is,
0: goes back to a conversation you had many, many years ago about how you don't like it when people call bureaucracy a bad... When You don't like when people call bureaucracy a bad thing, right? right. The, the, like, bureaucracy is what fills manhole or fills uh, <laughs> potholes in Romania and what gets your dad's Indiana Jones papers found. That's That's bureaucracy. Um, Eventually, if you can do, you know, if
2: you have the patience and if you have the know-how. And um, so she did it. She managed to to put this together. And all of a sudden, my dad was like, wait a minute, I can retire? You know, it had never occurred to him. Um, And uh, so, you know, I need at least that, Mm -hmm. if not then a second executive secretary that also cares enough about me. To figure out, you know, to figure out like, wait a minute, you have five completed records here. I do. So I get, so I call Clint mm-hmm. and I say, I'm going to come get the truck. I'm going to take it down to the Accutent guys who are going to, the Accutent guys who Adam Pranica says are the best detailers in town. He has a fancy car, right? He does. He's okay. a fancy car guy. And right. he said, look, you're going to roll it in there and these guys are all going to gather around your truck and they're going to laugh at you because mm-hmm. it's that kind of place. Mm. And they're going to make you feel like your dumb fire extinguisher problem is like the funniest thing they've seen in weeks. That sounds like a nice group. Sounds like it want to really <laughs> spend some time with folks like that.
0: <laughs> I don't get enough of that on the Internet.
2: Yeah, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of high five and but they're going to do a great job. They're just going to haze you. Mm. And I was like, look, man, I love getting hazed by dudes in, um, in like, boiler suits that have their name embroidered on it. Mm-hmm. Like I fucking love it. Oh, that's a good I, roast.
0: If you're gonna get roasted, it might as well be yeah. those guys.
2: <clears throat> I eat it up. And the thing is I'm really good at standing there playing the dumb cuck. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like, I don't know, guys. I just oh shucks. And then they hit me, <laughs> you know, from all sides and I'm like, duh dur and they put a bunch of bars of soap in a pillowcase and they're nailing me and I'm like, I deserve it. <laughs> I don't dig dar. It's fun for everybody. Sure. Right? Yeah. But so I, so I call Clinton. I'm like, I'm coming to get the truck. And he's like, oh, problem. I, uh, there's a slow bleed. Your battery was run down this morning and it shouldn't have been. So I hooked, up the, I hooked up my electrical testers. And I realize now that the electric rear window and the heater motor are both drawing power when they're off. But also, if I turn the truck off, they both will work for a while. And I said, Clint, this seems, that seems important. This seems important. And he was like, I think what happened is that some plastic insulation in the wiring melted. And now there's some crossover. Oh, you got crossover. I got crossover. And I said, so the thing is the whole time that he'd been saying, seems like the problem fixed itself. I had secretly been thinking and not secretly because I also said it to him out loud. Um, I think you should take the dash down and look behind it to see what's going on. And he was like, well, I mean, you know, sometimes things happen. Probably what happened is your insulation got caught in there
0: and now it burned up and it's fine. (laughs) Okay, I take it all back. What an incurious, given the man's job, what an incurious uh, attitude he has. Well, you know, he... Is it just that it wasn't an interesting enough problem for him? No, I think
2: that he, I think that he, like a lot of people and myself included, feel like what can go wrong in these trucks? Hmm. It's only got five wires. Uh. Um, but I really, you know, I wanted that. I wanted that dash pulled down. So now, he's now he's curious, uh-huh. and he was like, "This is interesting. This is certainly a problem. I can't send you out of here with, but also like I want to see what, I want to see what's going on now." So. I got to call the Accutent guys back and say, look, dudes, I got to push push back because Clint's going in and it's anything can happen day. And as you and I were podcasting, I got a call that popped up on my computer because for somehow my computer is connected to my phone. And when people call me on my phone, it comes up on my computer now. Yes, yes. On my FaceTime. Is that handy?
0: Uh, super, uh, super, super handy what uh, i really want to you is, to make that
2: noise uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, i got a call from dan <sighs> my phone rings as i'm talking to you oh, and it's dan calling it's dan from community automotive and i'm like dan why are you calling me but i couldn't answer mm. I'm, I'm podcasting you'll call him we'll call him on the air uh, uh that's it's weird we shouldn't do that well, no, Dan's not going to care. It'll be one more opportunity for him to explain that the apocalypse is
0: coming. It's good. The- it's good news what happened, though, with Trump uh, and Trump. All right, here, let me, give, let me give Dan a call. Okay, hang on. <coughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Casper. You can learn more about Casper right now by visiting casper.com slash super Casper is the company focused on sleep, and they're dedicated to making you exceptionally comfortable one night at a time. You spend a third of your life sleeping. If you spend a third of your life doing anything, you'd want to make sure it's as best as it can possibly be, and that's why you need Casper. Casper mattresses are perfectly designed for humans with engineering to soothe and support your natural geometry. It's got all the right support in all the right places. So what goes into making a Casper mattress so comfortable? Well, they combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality mattress with just the right sink and bounce casper mattresses are designed and developed right in the u.s and their breathable design helps to regulate your body temperature throughout the night with over twenty thousand reviews and an average rating of 4.8 stars casper is very quickly becoming the internet's favorite mattress and you can be sure of your purchase with casper's 100 night risk-free sleep on it trial they deliver directly to your door in an impossibly small box and if for any reason you don't love it Casper has a hassle-free return policy. We have two Caspers in our house and we love them. They do uh they arrive in a very small box and they turn into a wonderful night's sleep whenever I'm away. I miss my Casper mattress. I want to be back on it again. So please join me and start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper. You can get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com/supertrain and using the very special offer code supertrain at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Our thanks to Casper for supporting Roderick on the line and all the great shows. And we're back is, right now. Dan has um,
2: right now. Dan has the Jetta, um,
0: and so <laughs> it sounds. When you put it that way, it kind of sounds like the Force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. He has the. Dan force. Dan has the Jetta. All right, here we go.
2: Community. Okay. Okay. Can you hear it ringing? No. All right. It's ringing. I can't hear it, but uh, I'll, I'll you, know, you let me know. Hey, Dan, it's John. Hi, buddy. Is that right? What was it? The ignition coil did what? Mm hmm. Yeah. Three coils in the module. Um uh, Okay. Two oh, so fully two cylinders weren't firing. Well, I'm grateful to you. You're you're a special man. Yeah, I know. I know. In and out. And you didn't you didn't like you didn't damage anything that you need to you need to have it for a couple of days to fix it. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, yeah, yeah, wow, well, you're a miracle, I'm going to come see you in a couple hours, all right, bye. Oh, I give him the business sometimes, but he gives me a lot of business. Sure,
0: you give as good as you get. So, so it's fully, fully two cylinders, huh? So uh, the
2: ignition coil, you know, the ignition coil's got a little module, and it's got three coils in there because it's a six-cylinder car. Okay. And one of the coils had burned out, and so two of the cylinders weren't firing. And I let me tell you, when you're Oof. driving a six-cylinder car that has two cylinders out, Oof. it's not a it's not a smooth motor. It's a Jetta. It's,
0: it's a Jetta, yeah.
2: I inherited this. That's, a, that's a
0: sedan. That's a four door.
2: It's a four door, four door Jetta. But we, it had,
0: has, we had a Jetta for a good long time.
2: Oh, your Jetta was
0: amazing. No, we have Jetta. a different. We have a different Jetta.
2: This is a. This was a Jetta, but it, it's a. It's a. It's a hot rod Jetta. It's oh. got the.
0: It's got the VR six. Oh, the VR six.
2: The VR six, <sighs> which is it's a V six, but what makes it an R is that the motor isn't sitting in there, like, front to back. It's sitting in there side to side.
0: No shit. Yeah. VR6 yeah, engine. VR6. Oh, look and, at that. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. <gasps> wow, that's pretty.
2: In a little tiny Jetta, which mm-hmm. all Jettas are, as we know. Pretty light, pretty light. Yeah, that's right. This motor uh, produces enough uh, horsepower that it makes the car very sporty. It's a very sporty Jetta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it just look, you know, on the road it just looks like a black Jetta. Like, hey, black Jetta, shame Hey, black mm-hmm. Jetta. Mm-hmm. There's like four
0: million black Jettas. Yes, that's it. Was the it was the car that everybody had around the time we bought that car.
2: But this one has the big hot motor. So when mm-hmm. some
0: like when some dingling oh, when BMW, somebody steps
2: oh, to you. Oh yeah, some mm-hmm. M car comes pulling around me and thinks that it's like Mister Guy. <laughs> Please, black Jetta can leave a lot, a lot of people behind.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's not a thing I like to do all the time. No, but it's nice to know it's there. It's like knowing kung fu. That's right. It's exactly right. I don't deploy it unless... And generally, I only deploy it against people who are behaving in a way that I feel is... That they need to be put back in their place. Sometimes you
0: know who would benefit from a lesson. That's right. You know, not you, but one. One knows. And the thing is, I wasn't worried about
2: the Jetta. The Jetta had kind of been sitting around... Because mm-hmm. it, because I encountered this problem, and I was like, oh, God, what now? Mm-hmm.
0: So I said, well, I'll just drive the truck. He felt and like that's... a cuck. You, couldn't, you couldn't, uh, couldn't burn rubber when you had to teach a kid a lesson. You can't just drive around
2: on four cylinders in a six-cylinder car. Yeah, it's you're not... like
0: a professor without a mortarboard.
2: Like, what yeah, are you going to d- do? D- doesn't feel polite.
0: That's mm-hmm. right. No. Huh. Uh, so, 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 so the way it stands now is Danathan is working. You're going to go visit him today. Where are we with Daniel? What's, what's, so we're, we're back now to the detailers at this point? Well no, so Danathan has the Jetta but it's ready. Okay. And
2: Daniel okay. decided he needs to go deeper into the into the truck. All right. And the thing is, school is out and so my little girl and I are here at the house and no car. So oh boy. So nothing can happen. Like there's no nothing.
0: Like, Do you she got have and, I and I just, lifts there? Oh, we do have those. But it would take you. But it would be a long trip for you to go most places. I mean, you know, it's like anytime
2: I don't live in New York City, right? So mm-hmm. I don't just spend twenty five dollars on a car. Oh
1: no,
0: I understand. I, I understand. But you it, could but take it, her to Star Wars.
2: Well, I could. Well, here's the thing. You know, she's very into Star Wars, but she's never seen any. We'll Star probably
0: talk Wars. about that on a future episode of the show. Her interest in Dark Vader.
2: Well, and I don't know whether, yeah, right, she's very interested in Dark Vader, but I don't know, I don't know what the best
0: star, maybe you can help me with this. I'd be happy to help you with this. I have an answer and I have a solution.
2: What is the best path into Star Wars for a a precocious six and a half year old girl?
0: How do you get into There's no one who is not a monster who will tell you to start with anything but Star Wars 1977, later called episode four. You should start. Thank you. I mean, you could show her some of the cool, there's pretty good cartoons, like, but they're mm. not going to be as meaningful as letting her be a kid watching Star Wars. Mm. Now, now we get to a thornier situation, which mm-hmm. is, which version do you show her? Oh. So you could yeah. show her the 2000-whatever version but it's got all the the junk in it and that's the one where the
2: death star explodes or the
0: oh no really really really, well there's like two two other versions but anyway like the the thing is here's the thing i have a version that i can share with you that is called the despecialized version what's the one where han does what he normally does and shoots first that's the theatrical release that's most of the fan cuts it's any of the any of the humanistic normal ones that was added i think in 1997 I think, but I could be wrong. But I can get you a very good copy of what's called the despecialized edition, which is where this person or group of persons has gone through to try and using the highest quality version, a media of each. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. so, for example, like where the Blu-ray is utterly unchanged from the theatrical release, use that. Where. <laughs> the DVD versions all suck. But you go down this cascade, the laser disc, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the way down to like, you know, there are some scenes where you're only going to be able to use like uh, this copy of a theatrical release, da 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 da. Anyway, it's basically as cl- pretty, and please don't email me, I don't care, but it's pretty close to, there are other ones that are trying to deal with color grading and stuff like that. There's all kinds, there's a whole community out there you don't want to get involved in. No, I do not. But what I can get you is called the despecialized version, and it is a very good quality version that's very close to the Star Wars we saw in the theater in 1977. That's my advice, others will differ, that's what I would say. You can no, watch no, that's what home. I want.
2: I do not want any uh, CGI uh, Jabba the Hutt yeah, walking some, around. Yeah, you want some
0: little puppets running around in Mos Eisley? I don't want any of that. I just A want... A dinosaur just walking around?
2: <laughs> no, thank you. Mm-mm. I don't want Greedo uh, shooting when he didn't shoot.
0: And, I don't you don't, and there's want... some stuff you don't want fixed. Like, when you're watching for it, it's kind of cool the way that, like, when Princess is putting the, the, the floppy disk into R2, there's a really terrible edit, and there's a jump when he's walking down. There's a terrible uh-huh. edit that I love. I love that edit. I don't I ever want that taken out. Leave that edit no, in. Leave that edit in. I don't mind not <laughs> noticing the mats around the TIE Fighters as much, because I used to watch it on a really oversaturated thing with the brightness turned all the way up, where you could see the mat around the TIE Fighters. But, hmm. you know, I, I think mainly, the thing is, if you show her the fancy... Recent, most recent, like you know, George Lucas version. It's not the. I'm so glad John Syracuse doesn't listen to this show. Um, it's not the worst thing in the world, but I would say, just for your own satisfaction as a man, you don't want to be a cuck. You want to show her the non cuck version. Thank you. Which I'm going to call the despecialized version, which I will provide for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, mm-hmm. and thank you. Mm-hmm. I have. But this I'm doesn't so fix confused. your doesn't fix your car situation. What are you going to do? How are you? How even are you going to get over to uh, Danathan's today?
2: I can be, I can be totes over there. Mm-hmm. Either by because I have, you know, I have the the mobile car seat situation.
1: Oh yeah,
0: I don't miss I that. Can,
2: I can throw. You ever uh, cut your throwing, hand on
0: one of those? You ever cut your hand changing it?
2: I have beat myself up and beat up car seats car like, seat is, just, the
0: car seat is the worst thing in the world it's I worse can't. than the name Daniel arguably it's so awful. i've cut myself i've literally cut myself bleeding there's blood on the wall down by our front door still from the, one of the times that i cut <laughs> myself changing the fucking car seat because it's that you put it into that chamber again it's like dune you know fear yeah. is the mind killer you put your hand into that goddamn chamber and anything can happen who designed that
1: yeah.
2: yeah. Anyway, yeah. Whoa, you got a car it, seat. Sorry. It's, uh, it's like in Buck Rogers in the 21st century. You put yeah. your hand into the stump. Right, uh, right, 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 right. Right. What's going to happen? Stump. Like, one in three, you're going to die.
0: Remember that Erin Gray? Remember her? <sighs> mm. Do I ever. Man. She was, she and, was, uh, she was perky.
2: Well, uh, so in the truck, at a certain point, my little girl said, I don't want to sit in a car seat anymore in this truck. And I said, baby, you're a little kid. You got to sit in a car seat. And she... I don't know how she knows these things, but she was like, the truck doesn't have any safety features. <laughs> and I said, What? What's that, sweetie? And she said, There are no airbags. There are no, there's nothing in the truck. <laughs> So why should I sit in a car seat?
0: Sounds like somebody else in the family may have talked to her about this. That's what it seemed like to me. Kind of seems like little kids don't bring up airbags that often. It sounds maybe more like one of the other people in your life has maybe talked to her about the truck safety features. I think that she was listening in on a conversation between two adults.
2: (gasps) Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, well, one of them said to another, you know, that truck doesn't have any safety
0: features. (laughs) In that case, that part, I'm guessing, might be played... By your mother Who knows. Who By knows? your other potentially? <laughs> Who knows. And the other so, one might be your baby mama maybe.
2: <laughs> so or maybe her Grammy and granddad were talking about it. A lot of Aww, people have. Oh, that's have so concerns. sweet. <laughs> and so she's looking at me with this this look of, you mm-hmm. know, consternation and with the, her hands on her hips like, let's not play around. Mm. Oh There's, yeah. let's not like, let, let's not say things we both know aren't true. Right. Like a car seat is there to protect a child mm-hmm. in an environment where other things might happen like airbags mm-hmm. going off and other things. But this truck is a death trap. So yes. why should I sit in a car seat? Security theater. And I was like, security theater is exactly right. So I said, all right, if you sit in the middle, in the back, I'll just buckle you in and we'll pretend this never happened. And so then immediately, so we're driving around. We're having a great old time. She's not in her car seat. She's buckled in. I'm driving cautiously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she rats me out. I was driving in Daddy's truck without a car seat. Oh
0: God, that so is na- sickening.
2: Yeah. So now everybody knows.
0: Oh no. Now everybody. Oh, knows This is what's hitting going me in on. waves. This is mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you might mm-hmm. as well have been smoking in front of her. That's right. So I. So what I was gonna say to
2: Clint while it was up there was, why don't you order a bunch of new seatbelts, mm-hmm. like fancy ass seatbelts. And uh, I think and, that it's too late to close that barn door, buddy. Put them all in. Put them in the truck. And I, you know what? Can you get seat belts you like in a red? farcical,
0: farcical <laughs> number of seat belts in red? Yeah. Make them all red. <laughs> like if a NASCAR get, uh, kind of
2: harness. Yeah, I want seat belts. I want ludicrous <laughs> seatbelts. It's <laughs> <is> my baby. <laughs> and but I didn't have time for it because uh-huh. he's like, oh, well, your dash fire now seems interesting to me.
0: Yeah. Um, so baby steps, baby steps, baby steps is right. But you'll have a nice day at home. Uh boy, I wish I'd gotten you that Star Wars already. You could be watching a Star Wars.
2: It's great. We uh, you know, I I like got the fireplace working again, so we've been throwing some logs in the fire. Uh we decorated a Christmas tree.
1: And, oh, nice. Uh, That's nice. And,
2: and it sounds to me right now like she's working on her art projects. So at a certain point though, I'm gonna have to get her up. I'm gonna uh-huh. have to get socks on her. Oh, I'm God. gonna have to do this whole business and say Let's go. We're going to Dan's. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, that is hard. (sighs) hard My daughter has not been required to run enough errands in life, and she considers it a terrible inconvenience to her. Mm -hmm. All I ever did was run run errands with my parents. I hated it. I hated the errands. That's what you do. You go to the post And I never got a treat. You don't get a treat. Your treat is maybe you get like a dum-dum or something. That's your treat. Your treat is not that you get like a $30 Lego set. I don't know how we got into this situation. No. Sometimes at the bank, somebody will give you a mint. Oh, yeah, yeah. We get to play with the pen and make the chain go in a circle and all the things that we did to amuse ourselves. <laughs> I don't know how we got here except that I'm a terrible, terrible person. Do you, but so, see, I'm, you're, you, knowing you and, and yours, I'm, I'm guessing you don't have those kind of problems. Um, I, Well... I have
2: always been of the opinion that she needs to run errands for the exact same reason that you just said. This is, this
0: is, this is, I, I, it's so funny. There's that Louis CK bit about this. The reason, the reason you have to do this is because you don't want to do this. I laughed at that on one level, whatever that was five, 10 years ago. I laugh on a completely different level now because I find myself actually saying that I say the whole reason we're (laughs) leaving is because you don't want to leave. I don't care where we go. You just have to go somewhere you don't want to go today. It's very important. You be somewhere that's inconvenient for you. That's absolutely the case. Just a little I, teaspoon of inconvenience several times a week is very important. When I think about my
2: childhood, it is just a constant, uh, like, it's an archipelago of stops <laughs> where it's like laundromat, bank.
1: <laughs> oh, it's post endless.
2: And
0: they're all so boring. Going Photo to the craft stop. store, uh, gas it's So fucking boring. <laughs> ben Franklin's or like now, like, I, I mean, yeah, I would just go and like, like, what is the most interesting thing I can find here? I'd go to Notions. I'd look at zippers and buttons. That's the most, flip through the patterns. Oh, look, culottes. Jesus fucking Christ. My kid has to go somewhere to get something that she wants, and she considers it an inconvenience. Yeah, I I
2: can't, I I, I go back and think, like, what was the highlight? What was the highlight of my afternoon spent with my parents? You get to stop
0: by the park. Well, no, 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 no!
2: They never stopped by a park. Didn't stop by a park. That used to be never. the treat.
0: That was the, the treat. Was the treat was you get to go on the springy donkey.
2: That's no, the other the, treat. The, the treat was sometimes my dad would go by this Chinese restaurant where he knew the guy that owned it, and we would walk through the kitchen, <gasps> and then he would stand off in a corner and talk to this guy. <laughs> uh, this guy, this Chinese guy. I can't that, your
0: dad <laughs> had, had a, a, a job and did all of this. Yeah, he had a lot going on all the time. He was a sociable creature.
2: He wasn't. I have no idea what business he was transacting with this guy, but but we would go there, and sometimes we would leave with Chinese food. Sometimes we wouldn't. Uh But that was always interesting to go there. The photo stop meant that there was at least five minutes of going through photos. That we had to do when he came back in the car, where he was like, right. "This one's out of focus. This one's out of focus. This yeah. one's picture—the
0: accidental picture of our shoes." Your dad, your dad's one. famous, like "My Bloody Valentine" album cover style of photography. <laughs> Every single one. <laughs> that was interesting. Uh, uh, was, that was, a, was that a deer or mom? Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> or was that you know, like his 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 ultimate style was, "Oh my God, look a UFO! Here, John, go over and get in the shot." You know, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. If you did if he did see a UFO, there'd be a picture of me slumped in the front. just been I've been clouring. taking
0: photos with cameras and, pho- and, uh, and, and real actual cameras and my phone for a pretty long time. And I, I still have to remind myself, there's so many reasons not to take a picture of the sunset. I mean, like, you know, especially if you know you're doing it to go, oh, look, it's the sunset. Okay, all right. yeah, the, 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 You know, it's not bad, but it's not great to, like, post pictures of the sunset. Like, I don't want to do that too much. But then there's just the whole idea that, like... Given the focal length of a of a camera, like the sunset does not look good. It doesn't look the way it looks to the asp- to the uh, focal length of your brain. Like right. what? And, and like when you oh the moon is so big tonight, and you take a picture and it's just blur blur of a little white circle. It's not nearly as big in the sky as it seems because of the way your perception works. Mm-hmm. But we didn't used to know that. You get your one ten twenty exposures, you pop that into your instamatic, and then click 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 double click, copies. Click. You know what I'm saying?
2: Well, we we I don't know it even now because um because I sometimes have to go through my photo uh, archive and cull all the pictures of the moon that I've taken.
1: Oh, okay. Well, like, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't mean moon. to
2: yuck on your yum. I mean, no, you should do no, no, it no. Makes you happy. it's absolutely the truth every time i see the moon and it looks really beautiful i'm like oh the moon and then when (laughs) i look back at the photo it's like a blurry out of focus picture of a tiny white dot yeah and so it's just like delete 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 moon 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 moon
0: (laughs) i'm looking here last night i got a new app that i've been trying on um the iPhone. And so sometimes sometimes I'll set up these these odd mise en scene, these little like I don't know what you want to call it, but I'll like set up in this case. It's my very, very large action figure of Michonne from uh The Walking Dead, uh, an index card and a Thomas the Train train. And uh, I'll, just, I'll just send it to you. It's, it's very strange, though. So, and I'll do it. I'll try and pick things where, okay, in the case of Michonne, I know she's very detailed. And I want to see, like, how does it pe- capture her her black person skin tone? How does it capture the like, the little wrinkles in her pants? With the index card, I know this is a fine blue line. This is a fine pink line. How did that turn out? And then I got a Thomas the Train, because a lady train's a really cool train. And then I, I got a quarter, so I can see what a quarter looks like. But then this morning, I looked at it, and I was like, man... Uh, what if somebody like found this out in the wild? This thing that I have made here—it looks like some kind of a very disturbing altar. I'm just sending it to you in text. Well, you know, I've been to—I've uh, been to your
2: office. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> You've seen my dolls. <laughs> I
2: know that it's a very strange environment, uh, and all kinds of—you know—all kinds of magical things might be but look lurking. At that. Black, black lady with a samurai sword. How cool is that? It's great, and you do have like what's the
0: what is the certificate on the floor? Oh, okay. Oh. So basically, it says halide, and it says iOS, and the quarter. I moved the quarter. Yeah, f- depending if you oh. to guess to get the system, so I could see which photo was taken was with, with which. Aha. Uh-huh. It's not a it very now. good photo, but. Well,
2: it's curious too. Also, that the that the wood finish on the floor oh my God, has sustained stop some it. You damage. Stop it!
0: You're like selling Syracuse. <laughs> stop it! Don't look at the don't look at the parts of the photo that aren't the parts of the. Yes, our cat claws the wall. Yes, my daughter did leave some liquid there.
2: Jimmy so Christmas, which is oh. the, which is the result of the what? I mean, what what caused the damage to the floor? The liquid uh, or the
0: cat? Oh, it's the liquid.
2: The liquid. Uh, yeah. What did she leave there? Some naphtha. My God. Like what, what could you pour on the floor that it's would very, that would destroy very old,
0: the? It's a very old house.
2: That would destroy the finish in that way. It has to be, have been some some oh amazing God. stuff. What was it
0: like? Mashed potatoes? Can I uh, can I ask you a cliffhanger? Because we got to yes. go, we'll come back. Yeah. Uh, we got two uh-huh. more episodes coming for Christmas Day and for uh, the Happy New Year episode that are pre recorded. Oh, yeah. Those will be coming out. Mazel Tov! Happy everything. Uh, like everybody it. keeps asking, and I'm just going to leave it a cliffhanger because we probably don't have time to go into it. Would you be willing to tell us whether you have opened your envelope? Oh, no. In fact, you won't tell um, us or you didn't open it.
2: Well, so uh, my daughter's mother was over here the other day and she said uh, she was in the kitchen. and She was like, what is this envelope? <laughs> and I said, because she doesn't listen to the shows. No. And uh, or or I think follow me on Instagram. Yeah. And she said, uh, what's this envelope? And I was like, nothing. And she said, is this your college diploma? And I was like, no, maybe No. <laughs> And she said, because it was in the kitchen at this point, the envelope had migrated <laughs> to the kitchen.
0: It's it's very suspiciously. I've saw I've seen the photograph of it. It is very suspiciously
2: diploma shaped. Yep, it looks very much like a diploma, and, it, and you know, and it and it is from the University of Washington's Office of basically Office of Diplomas. Yeah. Um, and she said, uh, she said, you know what? I'm going to open this right now. And oh. I was like, don't you dare! And no, she said, I'm that is not yours open. to
0: open, milady. <laughs>
2: She said, I'm just going to open it. What are you going to do about it? And I was like, hands off. So I, you know, I had to like rescue my unopened diploma from her, from her. She, I think, shares the attitude that a lot of people on Instagram and on the Internet have, which is open it.
0: Oh, uh, you would not believe how much feedback I've got. I've gotten it on other shows. People are asking me, why did you not ask John to open the diploma on the air? And I I have my reasons, which is it's your deal. This is your fucking deal. There's not a lot of. I like, also respect in, it. Indulgence. I respect. I respect keeping the envelope closed in a certain way. I've got to say, I'd probably open it personally because I'm needy. But <laughs> I, I, knowing you a little bit, I think I understand why you would also maybe not want to open it. There's lots of reasons, but well, it is I- ultimately your choice. What I expected was,
2: uh, you know, like most things, most controversial things that you post on the web, you get about a, you know, sometimes a 60-40 spread. But most of the time, half the people are on your team, right? there, are the 50% that are like, open it. Stop being such a blah. Yeah. And 50% are like, yeah, I agree with you. Why don't you put it in a... A frame and put it on the wall or you know what you should do there's some people that are like why don't you just burn it but in Man. this case when i put it on the internet i it, the responses were about 92 percent open it i know and i was like what's the matter with you people don't doesn't anybody like take That's my they're, they're side tre- this?
0: i mean like i i get why but like it's uh, how does one say it's like let people have their deal you know let's well, let somebody I, let somebody have their deal. maybe is there a chance that their deal in some potential universe is more important than your need for resolution in entertainment well I you know as i
2: as I read all of these things and took them together as a hive mind experience, I came to feel that most of the people were not saying like, "I want you to open it for my sake as a viewer." They were saying this is yes. important. you need closure That's such
0: an important distinction is it Is it because they want it opened or because they want you they think you'd be better off in life having it open?
2: My sense is that the people that listen to this program are people that genuinely care for the most part about us. All of the people that listen to I this agree. program as kind of like sport hate or whatever the ones that were just listening to it out of i don 't know what uh, those people have self selected uh, to go away <laughs> a long time ago.
0: Oh yeah. We at were problematic point, before it had a word.
2: Yeah. At some point you said something or I said something yes. where people were like, that's it. That's never it, again. Never again. Mm-hmm. And so everybody else actually genuinely pretty much cares. And I think there is a consensus that this diploma is a, it is finally a, a like an open door where people can get just one foot inside and start to like rattle my cage a little bit. And my psychiatrist, whom I barely trust, mm-hmm. said to me the other day, "He's like, why? The the only reason not to open that thing because after you and I talked about it, I mentioned it to him
1: uh-huh. uh,
2: as a as a component of answering his question: Are you happy?"
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. And he That's said, "I mean, are <laughs> you happy? Are you, does it have to be a yes or no answer?" Yeah, right. Exactly like that. No, my answer is always like, what is
2: happy? But uh, he said, the only reason not to open the thing is to somehow deprive yourself of any feeling of accomplishment. Like, what is it? What are you keeping it for? You're saving it for, like, a special day? Or are you just, like, not able to uh, that's that's, that's really... That's an essentialist argument for opening an envelope. I think so, too. But, but I did definitely feel like there were very few people who were like... I, I cannot think of a single person online who told me to open the envelope who who meant me ill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody meant well and there then there were a few people who were like i agree you know never open it and i feel like they also wish me well they just share some mental illness with me <laughs>
0: <laughs> a folly uh, mini <laughs>
2: yeah but uh but my daughter's mother was definitely in the camp of I'm just going to open this right now and take this decision away from you. And then you're going to have this diploma that you're going to have to figure out how to frame. Like it's and, just like
0: it's tearing off a bandage, kind of.
2: Yeah. And I was like, unhand it. Mm-hmm. And she kind of like rolled her eyes, wh- which is a very popular form of expression around my house now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, yesterday, m- my little girl decided that I was um, uh, equal parts. What were, what, what were the words, baby? equal parts oh now she's very shy mm-hmm. now she doesn't exist she's gone into non existence mode uh the uh, the words were equal parts like um uh what was it something like fantastic and awful
0: something oh that's pretty good equal parts
2: were, oh wait there's a sound coming from underneath this blanket what were the words
1: amazing
2: oh amazing and awful and Oh, wait.
1: Terrible.
2: Amazing and terrible. That's what it e- was. Equal parts. Equal parts amazing and terrible. I mm. am both amazing and terrible with no... It's not like 60-40. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like both things. Amazing and terrible. Amazing and terrible, she said. I got a dressing down yesterday. We were walking around having Daddy-Daughter Day, and she goes, um, Okay, don't think about it. You have five seconds. What kind of dog do you want? And I was like, oh, Well, and she's like... S- She's like, you have five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. And I said, pug. And Whoa. She said, and I, and I, no, right, exactly. Oh, and then I go, pug. but it's not pug because there's, it's very, and she said, has anyone ever told you that you have a habit of answering a very simple question with a very, very unnecessarily long answer? Hmm. I She just described the whole reason that you're popular. Are you <laughs> kidding me? <reason>? <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is why you get Lego. <laughs> 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 um, Alright, well, I guess the bunny's out of the basket now Out of the bastic um, mm-hmm. So, what happened? You tore it away oh. from her
2: Yeah, no, I didn't It's still in the kitchen, though It's not yes! like I, I didn't put <laughs> yes! it back on the bookshelf It's sitting next to the coffee maker And now I'm worried that what's going to happen Is somebody's going to spill something on it And then I'm going to have a envelope With like a coffee mug circle on it yeah. I don't want whatever's in it. I don't want damaged, even if it is, as someone suggested online, a list of, or even if it's all Please of leave. my, un, <laughs> <I> know, all <laughs> of my unpaid University
0: of Washington parking tickets. Ah, right. That's how they get you. Be, well, uh, I think yeah, I think you did the right thing. I'm one. I mean, I understand either way. It's it's, but it is your decision. Well, yeah, but but I just let people think, have their deal. That's all I'm saying. There is a reasonable
2: uh, version of this story, which is that this is a decision that I should be
0: deprived of. Um, Can I, let me give a, a, nobody fucking asked me, but I'm going to give a, I'm going to give a read on this, and Mm -hmm. and you can tell me to go fuck off, but, like, my read on this is, my read on this is, uh, it's not actually that difficult to guess what's in there. Right. And if it were that difficult... For you to guess what's in there, you would tear into it on some level. I think Mm -hmm. the truth is you know exactly what's in there, and when you feel like it, you'll open it up, and you'll take out the thing that's in there because you kind of know what it is. I don't think it's as mysterious as everyone wants to make it. I think if John Roderick were really truly uncertain about what that was, you would have torn it open by now. I think you know, and I think think you're saving a treat for yourself on some level. Well, I imagine that, see
2: so the thing that I'm curious about is is it beautiful right, and I think it probably is but the but everything you have should be beautiful or useful yep right mm-hmm. but but i but the problem i think is um well, first of all, like uh, my psychiatrist, as he's telling me, like you should open it. He huh? points to his wall and he's like, "Look, I opened all <laughs> Look my. Look how needy I am." <laughs> and he has like seven diplomas on the wall. Like I hate that. And his, Duh, I hate that. Really, like you're worried I won't. Board.
0: You're worried I won't believe you or something. Like, what are you doing? And, yeah,
2: every test he's ever passed. Like, uh, oh, you know, here I a lot got a white ribbons. diploma. And um, and this was true of my millennium girlfriend. Also had like. A bunch of diplomas, ugh. a lot of different diplomas. I, you know, I,
0: I'm, I like her a lot, but, but I'm just sig- I'm saying ugh because, like, I there's something about I see something of, of myself in that, and it's, mm-hmm. it's like the ex smoker problem where I'm like, shh, don't do that, don't do that, well, stop. I, when somebody, you know what? Here, here, here's, here's something for for you, celebrity Twitter. How about this? How about when somebody dies? Your fake eulogy you post does not include a selfie with that person. Stop doing that. <laughs> ah! We get it. You know the dead guy. That's fucking great. I just want to say what an honor it was to be interviewed by them after nobody knew who they were anymore. Yep. Yeah, N- don't yeah. do that. Stop doing that. That's not, that's not classy. And like having all your diplomas on the wall as a fucking doctor is so not classy. See, no, well, I know. I think, I, instead, if it was Dan, Danathan and Daniel, and they had some certifications that they've been through, like different kinds, of, I think that makes a lot more sense. I think if you've got a restaurant and there's not shit in the food, you have every reason to put up an A or a 100. But, like, if you're a professional, like, that's so needy. It's so I don't gross. Know. They all do it. It's part it's of like, their it's thing. It's like you have to be, you have some kind of imposter syndrome where you have to be reminded that this very, very large piece of, of vellum proves that, like, you're worthy in the world. And it's like, oh, God, like, what are you, five?
2: It's just in the fashion. It's their fashion. You know, you walk in and you look at the stuff
0: on the wall, and you're like, "Oh, that's oh, a and, the you... and they got the lab coat, and they got the they got the fucking stethoscope. I get it. It's a little yep. on the nose, like mainly the, that looks like somebody in a pharmaceutical ad.
2: It, it it caused me to reflect, and this happened. This was this got doubled down on yesterday,
1: mm-hmm.
2: because um, I think I told you. Uh, but one of the listeners of our program, um, and I think a longtime uh, fan of Merlin Man, mm-hmm. all the way back to uh, Tech Work Pod Weekly. Oh, sure, whatever. Tech Work Pod work, Weekly, yeah, yeah, Tech Tech Pod uh, mm-hmm. Work Weekly, or whatever that was, right. where this, you were this, very this, popular this, this week in Tech Pod. This working working work. Wec- this American pod. workplace. <laughs> <laughs> this 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 pod. Whatever, you were very early on the internet. Yeah. I mean, before most people even knew what it was. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of people that found you then because there were only 45 people on the internet and they all found each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at that time, this person who, uh, uh, who is, um, what would you say? A military academic. Jesus. A no uh, fucking idea. Yeah, a person who, a uh, 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 young gentleman mm-hmm. who... Was uh, and I, you know, I don't mm-hmm. want to out him except to say no. that he uh, that he is he is a real life person,
0: a real life person in uh, the military, academic. Is, is,
2: his name is Colonel Kaplan. Okay, he was uh, the head of the history department. He was the you know the chair of the history department at the Air Force Academy. Oh my God! And now teaches at the Army War College. Uh, and is teaching like strategery mm-hmm. and um, and does all
0: kinds of uh, like, you know, military
2: thinking. Mm-hmm. And this is this is If
0: um, you ever get that if you ever dig out that area in the desert, <clears throat> you know, what I'm talking about I'm uh, saying, for sure. Yep. You this is this is a fellow you're going to want on your side. You're well, gonna, he's he's going to be able to tell you how much to move Dick Cheney's furniture every night. He's already on our side. Okay.
2: Okay. A lot of people, there are a lot of people who, uh, to, who come to, uh, this program and, and, uh, who have made their way to me, who came through you. Hmm. Because there are a lot of people <laughs> How implausible. Oh, gosh, how strange that
0: is that they're... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Me That's amazing. Initially... What an honor. Thank you, John. I'm so, <laughs> <they're>... <laughs> so glad you were able to do this. <laughs> yeah. The initial, <laughs> there their are initial people work. who listen yeah. to Roderick on the line yeah. who are familiar <laughs> with the other guy. Yeah, who came through Merlin came through I Came through me? A lo- oh my goodness. I would say a lot of people. A lot. Wow, that's amazing. And it's almost like so I've done stuff on the internet a long time. Yeah, right, right? You're wow, like that's a, crazy. You're, you're still, the thing is, you're still on I the internet. I know, it's almost, it's almost. Unlike some, other like things. I gave you your first. Internet site and I know got I know. you to have a show that became your career. It's like, I'm, I I'm, so, I'm I just feel so honored. I'm gonna post a, a selfie crazy. of you. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> post my selfie with you. Just say, like, I knew him before, right? I knew him before he died. <laughs> In the before times, yeah. So okay, Col- all right. So I'm not sure what Colonel this has to Kaplan, do with your, with, with your car or your doctor.
2: Well, so Colonel Kaplan invites me, or uh, <clears throat> it's not quite an invitation. He proposed me, mm-hmm. he submitted me. To go to the National Security Seminar, which is a seminar at the Army War College every year, right before the new crop of Army and Navy, Air Force, Marines, like, colonel-level warfighters graduate from this college where they're taught to think of st- mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, They have some civilians come in uh, to talk about um, big ideas. Right, like uh, the the use of the use of military power in the geopolitical sphere, and they and they intentionally want people that don't have military backgrounds. They want people from a wide variety of civilian life who are interested in talking about that stuff. Which is me. I'm a good example of a person like that. Yeah, you're almost who,
0: overqualified.
2: Yeah, who wants to sit with a bunch of colonels and talk about how to use American power? Or or in my case, when not to use American power. Mm-hmm. So he proposes me and he's like, you gotta go online and fill out this this thing. You tell them who you are and so forth, because he's like, although I recommend you as a as a member of the faculty, it gets decided by some some people at the army and I don't even know who they are. Okay. So I go online and I'm filling out this thing, like, who are you? What do you do? And I'm like, I'm this guy, I do these things. Mm. And then there's a whole section of it. That says, um, why don't you list all of your awards oh, God. and uh, like um, diplomas and awards and other, you know, all of the, if you have won, for instance, like the, the like legion to honor or whatever, uh-huh. right? If you, if you have, if you've been awarded the iron cross with well, iron cross with diamonds, um, you know, put it here and I'm like. I'm thinking, and I'm thinking. I'm like, oh my god! You know what? I don't have any awards. Mm. No one's ever given me an award. Hmm. I've never. Uh, we've never won a phony award. No,
0: I don't think we've even um, been nominated. Never been even been nominated. If, for if a phony, phony awards award. existed, we we should at least have been nominated. But they don't, they haven't even invented the award that we haven't been nominated for. Right? I've it's never
2: sickening. been nominated for a for a Grammy. <laughs> I've never been. I, you know. And so I'm thinking, like, what are my awards? Mm-hmm. I the Seattle Weekly uh, gave me a plaque. Uh, back in two thousand and five, hmm. no, no, no. I'm sorry, two thousand and eleven. Okay, that uh, gave me a gave me a uh, gave me a plaque that said "Tweet of the Year." Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Tweeter of the Year. Wow. I, I have a thanks for your service um, certificate from the re, the um, Recording Academy for hmm. the eight years I was on the board. Um. And so I come up with wh- what I put there was um, I was King Neptune.
0: Oh, that's that, that's a hell of an honor. But you help, the, you're, you're helping like basically redefine the role of King Neptune. It's the
2: only honor I've ever received. Well, come on. I've, what if somebody said, "What are your honors? Like, what are the things that you would put up there? Were you like <laughs> Mac Tech Pod Weekly Man just, of the Year?
0: I've done that, and it's awful. It's awful and it's hollow. And I'm sorry. I'm going to be cold, holding Caulfield for a minute. Anybody who's been impressed by that, am I allowed to curse? Can your daughter hear this? Uh, no, go go okay. right ahead. Anybody who's impressed by stuff like that can suck a bag of dicks. Yeah, like, no, but what what are the ones that you don't? Got? I don't. I don't acknowledge this. It's gross. <laughs> it's so gross. I mean, like, yeah, I've like done stuff. I've been places, and now I see any place that I've ever done that, and I, all I see is neediness. It mm. isn't. It isn't. To, I mean, yes, in some ways, it is. It's sort of like the whatever the the. Brooks Brothers suit or whatever that you wear on Wall Street, right? It's the stethoscope. Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. thing that shows your bona fides. It's mm-hmm. a, like a Super Bowl ring or something like that. It's a way, it's a chunking mechanism for being able to say, okay, you're allowed into this this far into the, into the uh, celebrity area of the green room, but not any further than that. And like, I just, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't no, know. I what love would I, what chunking would I, mechanism though. I'm really chewing on that. But here's part of the problem is also that like, I reject this is a very back-to-work... It's another podcast I do. It's a very back-to-work point. But I reject the uh, the narrative that life is about a series of arrivals because I think that's a terrible way to think about life for so many reasons. And so I think people who can quickly conjure up all of those things first of all it might be for professional reasons it's a very linkedin kind of thing to be able to say i had this position there and i won this award there and it's like you know i was able to like resume bullet points if i doubled revenue by biddly diddly but you know and that got me the you know salesman of the millennium award but like, I just feel like all of those things encourage not only encourage that narration to stay alive, that narrative about arrivals. Not only encourages that to stay alive, it's more fuel for that fire. But it also makes ten every time you do that, ten thousand people feel shitty about who they are because they don't have that stuff, and they mm-hmm. shouldn't, and, mm-hmm. and they shouldn't. And I don't want to participate in that, and it bugs me. And when people get into that stuff and they want to tell me about who they've met that's famous and stuff like that, and all this, all this like multi level plateau shit about like what you're what you've done in life. I run the other way. Because, I mean, like, there's things that I'm happy that I've done in life. There's things I'm not happy about. But, like, I don't know if you call them achievements. But, like, well, how do I say? I started a website that very quickly accidentally became well-regarded amongst people I respect who had no idea who I am. It certainly was. Well, there's not a name for that award, and who cares? It's but the 43 that's, folders award. Well, but see, but the point of that is that's for me. The, my, that feeling yeah. is for me. That's not for you. If I if I make that feeling for you, I'm bragging, and I'm not bragging. I'm just saying like th- that. I felt. I felt a really good feeling when when that became a somewhat indisputable fact. And it didn't last forever. It's not a piece of paper. That's a moment. And you appreciate that the same way you'd appreciate a walk in the park with your kid. So anyways, I don't know what I would say. I would say that I've got a bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. I would say I've done thus and such sort of work for thus and such long. I might say something like I might name drop a phrase or two that I am associated with. But then, what does mm-hmm. that buy me? So I don't know mm-hmm. what I would put on that form for the Colonel, Colonel Kaplan. Is that right? Yeah, Inbox Zero. Um. Ah, <laughs> <ugh>. <laughs> if I wanted to say it, I would have said it. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. So, what did you put on the form? The good word is not enough. You got to fill out the form, sign. Get them to sign on the line that is dotted. What did you say? What are your achievements? Well, <clears throat> I thought about like saying. Sorry, one- sorry. I hijacked your show for a while there.
2: Sorry about that. <laughs> At one point uh, in 2006, I think that uh, my album was just under the top 10 of the indie charts. Uh, you know, somewhere around 12.
0: My my I'm band was mentioned sure. once in CMJ. That made me happy yeah, for right. like two years. We were on the same page as Archers of Loaf. Bacon Ray? Yes. But, I mean, that that made me happy for so long. Um, well, I can imagine, I mean, I remember the first time I was in CMJ, really, really nobody. It was just luck. But that's the kind of thing where you're like, there's no name for that award. But if I put that on a piece of paper, it would be the saddest thing in the world. That's for me. It's not for you.
2: Right, and the thing is, I couldn't put that there. And but what it what it occurred to me, well, I mean, what I realized, you know, because I, just recently I saw that picture of Barbara Streisand, famous picture of Barbara Streisand sitting in a chair in her room that is full of Grammys and Oscars, yeah, and other awards, you know, like whatever the it's national medal of the it's arts. A,
0: it's a self-esteem sink. <laughs>
2: yeah, like you go in there and you sit in your chair oh, and you I just am look good. at all your, I really, look, really am good. Look at your sixty Grammys.
0: I can't I be broken like, inside. Look at all this shiny metal.
2: <laughs> everybody
0: likes me. <laughs> but I, I, I'm surprised
2: because, there, because we live in a culture where, where there's been this award inflation, where everybody gets an award, right? Everybody, That's what they say. But I, nobody's ever given me an award. And I don't want a fake award. I mean, I would accept a phony because we invented it.
0: But, and there should be phony awards. But People uh, keep threatening to do that. But Australia talks a big game.
2: They sure do. People threaten all the time to do interesting things, and then they don't do them. Mm, that's true. That's no, uh, an no achievement. But, like, you know, all this business of Seattle, like, oh, Seattle is so nice to me or whatever, and they keep doing all these things. But I, did, I, I guess I did get a certificate that said you are King Neptune and it had a gold star on it. Mm. But... I'm not sure. I so anyway. I did. I, all I put was King Neptune. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of.
0: My only accomplishment. <laughs> For somebody who doesn't know though, you sound like you might have some kind of like Napoleon or as you say, Bonaparte uh, complex. Uh, I was King mean, Neptune. That, I had a Trident.
2: Well, right, because that's—I mean—that doesn't mean anything to them. That sounds no. like some kind of uh, that you know they don't realize the full stature of King Neptune.
0: Right, no. and like I say, that you're helping to really redefine the role. I mean, how many how right. many people can you really say honestly have not only been king but helped redefine what we mean by king? Right, right. Well, and
2: and I don't. I'm not. The thing is, I'm not sure if you. Because I submitted this application completely sincerely, but I'm not sure if you work for the army, Uh whether or not you're going to read my resume and think... This is a joke application. They, they might
0: question your judgment a little bit. Like, well, why, why, what?
2: What? <laughs> right? Like, oh, you're a civilian who's been proposed by one of our faculty to come to this thing, and you and your resume is you're in a band. <laughs> it's like pulling
0: a, out your subway card or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna and you have it's a, gonna make them question whether you're really uh, <laughs> material for this particular uh, August occasion. Yeah, right. So let let me get
2: this straight. We're going to have people come in here from uh, universities and think tanks around the world. Somebody's going to have to
0: read that off a card.
2: Yeah, but also (laughs) this guy. When they're
0: introducing you, Colonel Kaplan's going to have to say, "Uh, this is uh, an old friend of mine, uh, John Roderick. He has some podcasts. The podcast is something you listen to. Uh And uh, also he was recently Mm, King King Neptune. Let's bring him up. He big can for John was, Roderick everybody. That's
2: right. Seattle's King <laughs> Neptune. He once did a series of uh, of short films for Visit Seattle. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah. And oh, that that in, guy. Yeah. He invented a, an award called the phony award which he hasn't won.
0: When his father shot a Japanese Zero out of this out of the sky with his forty five.
2: Yeah, that's right. He once had lunch on the USS Kentucky, but no one there will uh, avow that he was there
0: because it's, it's all he's top secret. He's friends with a bunch of middle-aged musicians your kids used to like. Yeah, that's right. Have you ever heard of Amy Mann? Hey, I mean, yeah. Well, he's friends with her. There's a the guy with the video game, the, the song at the end of the video game. That, that, that's a close personal friend of mine. Yeah, that guy. He's a friend. I've been on... Oh, yeah, I wanted to I say... Know like three people who've been on The Daily
2: Show. <laughs> <laughs> Seven time Joko Cruise attendee. I know lots of people. Can you just read that oh, off,
0: Colonel? <laughs>
2: that was the other thing. I there were a couple of things I tried to put on there, and the only thing I could say about myself was attendee. <laughs> <laughs>